0: Do you ever find yourself feeling frustrated and unfocused in your business to the point where you know you aren't doing the things that need to be done in order to get you to those business goals? If so, listen up because today we are talking about the one practice I have put in place in my business that ensures that I'm staying focused and staying on track each and every week, month, and year towards achieving those big business goals. So welcome everybody to this week's episode of Uncomplicate Your Business, a weekly show where I share how you can keep things simple and strategic to create success on your terms. I'm your host, Rachel Cook, a business growth strategist for women entrepreneurs who want more. They want more freedom. They want more flexibility. They want more impact. They want to be able to create success in their own way and their own definition of success. And if that's you, you're going to want to listen in today because one of the biggest challenges I hear from women entrepreneurs is we set those big dreams, we set those big goals at the beginning of the year, but a few weeks, a few months in, we find ourselves off track. We find ourselves struggling with those shiny objects that keep asking for our attention, begging for our attention, and as a result, we're not getting where we need to go. Does anybody relate to that? Do you relate to that feeling of sitting down at your desk and just feeling completely unsure of where your time and energy should be focused each and every day? Well, if that's you, you're in luck because today we are talking about a practice that I call my weekly CEO date. Now, if you've taken my Fired Up and Focused Challenge or you followed my Plan Your Best Year Ever Challenge, both of those happened you know, earlier on in the year, But if you happen to follow any of those, you know that the CEO date is a practice I have had in my business since the very beginning. It is simply a meeting with myself, the CEO of the business, to make sure that I am not just planning for the week ahead or the month ahead, the quarter ahead, the year ahead, but also holding myself accountable to that plan. Because a plan isn't worth much if you're not holding yourself accountable and sticking To the plan, right? So this CEO date has become a huge part of my regular business practice, the way that I run my business. And after years and years of having people ask me, Rach, what do you actually do during those CEO dates? I decided that today I would sit down with you and walk you through how I run my weekly CEO date. Now, if you're joining me just now, And I think there are some people here who are familiar with the concept of CEO date. But if you're joining me and you've never done a CEO date, you're you like, I struggle with planning for my business. I feel like I'm getting pulled in all the directions by all the shiny objects. Then you are going to want to download this free CEO date checklist I have created for you so this checklist is going to walk you through how i do my yearly ceo date my monthly ceo date my weekly ceo date basically all the big touch points through the year that i go through to make sure that i'm staying on track with my goals and in today's episode from complicate your business i just want to walk you through the weekly ceo date because Sometimes it can feel overwhelming to plan for a full year or even a full quarter. So, I find that breaking it down into smaller segments of time is what makes it easier. Because ultimately, it's not just what you do, you know, today, it's what you do tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that. We have to break things down and make these success habits stick. And the best way to do that is to make them a little bit easier and more accessible so go ahead and type and download you can get the full ceo date checklist it's going to walk you everything from my annual ceo date quarterly ceo dates but today i want to talk with you about weekly ceo dates and how to run a weekly ceo date if you follow me on instagram and i would love to have you follow me on instagram at rachel.cook you will see that sometimes on Mondays, I'll walk through and share with everybody what I'm doing on my Monday CEO dates. But this is simply a time that is carved out in my calendar. For me, it's Mondays at 10 a.m. where I go through this checklist. And as I'm going through this CEO date checklist, again, I'm doing two things. One, I am checking in against my plan. So I have my big picture plan, where I'm going, the projects I'm working on, I'm checking in on that to see how I'm doing, am I on track, am I off track, am I getting where I need to go? And the second part of this CEO date is planning for the week ahead. So by having this dedicated time in my calendar, I'm always checking in, I'm always tracking my progress, and I'm always planning the next step. I liken this to if you were an athlete and you're training for, let's say, a marathon, one of the things that athletes do pretty regularly, especially those who are elite athletes, they track their progress so they're tracking their times, they're tracking their workouts, they're tracking all these, you know, their their food and nutrition and then they plan what are the next workouts going to look like? What is my next goal? What is the next thing I need to do? And it's combination here of tracking and planning that makes it so much easier to stay focused. Because then the rest of the week, you're not spinning trying to figure out what you need to do next. You've already made a game plan for the rest of the week, right? So my weekly CEO date starts pretty simply by tracking. I'm tracking the numbers that are most important to my business. And in the business world, these are called your metrics. So I'm tracking my metrics. Now this is something that can become kind of a rabbit hole for a lot of people because there's a lot of numbers we can track in our business, right? You could track how many people go to your website. You could track how many people like you on Facebook. You could track your Facebook ads analytics. You could track um, how many followers you have on Instagram. You could be tracking all sorts of things, but there's really two metrics that I want you to be paying attention to and tracking on a regular basis until your business Is bigger and I would say until your business is in the six-figure range you don't need a lot of complicated metrics to track it will just become you know TMI too much information we want to track the things that are directly correlated to your results that are directly correlated to your revenue so there's two metrics here we need to decide on for you and track each and every week the first is your leading metric now a leading metric is the metric that predicts your lagging metric. When most people think of what are you tracking, they think of I'm tracking my revenue, which is important. Do you track your revenue every single week? Are you guys tracking your sales every week? Last week I made $2,000, this week I made $500, um, the week before I made whatever. Are you tracking your revenue every single week? That is the lagging metric. It's the final metric in a whole series of things that you can track. So if you can track that, you're going to have some good information about your business. But we want to get a couple of steps ahead of revenue. We want to figure out what predicts revenue. And now this is one that you're gonna have to sit here and think about. But if you can unlock this information, suddenly this is a, a big key to understanding what activities generate revenue for your business, what actions you're taking generate revenue for your business. So in my business, my leading metric is email subscribers. And even more specifically, it's emails that are opting in, people who are opting in, signing up to watch the free masterclasses that I have. So every week, I'm looking to see how many new people signed up to watch a free masterclass. That predicts Revenue for me because we know that if a certain number of people if a hundred people sign up for our free masterclass Then currently we're at about two percent so two people will become paying clients and that's really powerful information because if I want to impact that lagging metric revenue, I know what I can do the things that increase the number of people getting into my um, email list through a masterclass So this might sound a little complicated right now, but again, it's all about your lagging metric is your revenue. What predicts revenue? What is on the front end of that sales process? For me, it's people joining a masterclass. Now for you, it might be referrals. It might be requests for consult. Um, What are the things that are happening that then lead to people becoming clients? This is must have information for any entrepreneur, and it's something that you wanna be tracking on a weekly basis. Now you might be asking yourself, okay, Rach, what about all the other metrics out there, all the other numbers out there I could track? You can track those, but we don't overwhelm ourselves on a weekly basis with all of the numbers. So on a monthly basis, and you'll see when you type in download and get the full CEO date checklist, on a monthly basis, that's when I'm checking in how many um, Instagram followers do I have? How many uh, people came to my website? I track the bigger metrics just to kind of see trends on a monthly basis, but on a weekly basis, I want to get laser focused on what drives results, what is driving results in your business. So once I track those um, bits of information there, and I'm starting to uh, review where I have gone, by then I can take a look and see, am I on track? Am I off track with my revenue goals? Then I want to start planning. Then I want to start actually planning. And the most important thing that I track, or that not that I track, that I do when I'm planning is my top three. My top three, every single week. Every single week, I have three must-do activities that I highlight I bold I put a sticker by and I say these are the activities I need to get done this week this is so incredibly helpful for me because it is very easy to get down um, you know an Instagram rabbit hole or to sit there and find yourself trying to do too many small busy work type of activities that you never make time and energy for the activities that you know will move your business forward so your top three for the week Are the most important and most impactful activities that you need to be focused on this week okay these are usually going to be related to marketing related to sales related to business development they are not going to be things like emails unless you're writing emails for your audience that would be marketing related but it's not going to be sitting in your email inbox trying to clear through that. It's not going to be um, worrying about admin related stuff. Those are not the big levers that move your business forward, right? But it could be for me, one of my top three this week is host my Facebook Live show. Hey guys, good to see ya. (laughs) This is one of the most important things I can do to move the needle for my business because it's my biggest marketing channel that I'm using. Another top three I have right now on this week is I'm getting ready for an amazing conference called RebelCon here in Richmond, Virginia, that I will be speaking at for the second time. It's on Saturday, so I have some time carved out to get ready for that conference I am speaking at. Another top three that I have is to work on an email follow-up sequence for people who have joined one of my master classes. So a lot of the top three, the most important things are things that are going to move the needle in your business. They're going to be marketing, they're going to be sales, they're going to be new business development, um, new client related things. Now I will say about the top three, these are the big rocks in your week. If you saw the video I did about putting your big rocks in the jar and if you don't put them in first, then the small stuff gets in the way and you'll never make time for those big rocks, this is absolutely true here too. So once you pick these big three, we gotta make sure that we have time and energy in your calendar to make those happen. We're going to get to that in a second. So I'll set my weekly top three and I'll also plan out the marketing activities and sales activities for the week. This is so important. That's why it's part of the CEO date checklist. And again, if you type in download, you'll get the checklist sent to you via Facebook Messenger. So if you've followed me for a while, you know that I have a marketing framework that I use, that I teach. This is how I um, think about marketing. I think about it in terms of the journey people go through through from the first minute they hear about me, attract, okay, people who stumbled across the Facebook Live for the first time, or they heard me on a podcast interview, or they saw a Facebook ad, to engage, to nurture, invite, and delight. Every single week, I'm thinking to myself, what am I doing in each one of these buckets? What am I doing in each one of these buckets to ensure that I'm constantly attracting, engaging, nurturing, inviting, and delighting potential clients into my business? This is one of the secrets, you guys, to avoiding that feast or famine cycle. This is one of those secrets to building a business that brings in predictable profits, is consistently marketing your business instead of, Having, you know, big, huge times of marketing and then nothing for a long time. You've probably seen businesses that do that. This is all about consistently showing up, consistently showing up. So for me and my business, what is my attract plan? This week, it's primarily Facebook ads. Maybe you've seen one of my Facebook ads. We amplify this live by turning it into an ad. Maybe you saw last week's Facebook Live that we turned into an ad to put in front of cold audiences, people who don't know who I am, to get to know me a little bit more. So that is a big part of our attract strategy is using this Facebook Live, not just as a live, but as an ad. Ads are an attract strategy, and it's a big part of my overall marketing strategy right now. Another thing I have done this past week was I pitched myself for two new interview opportunities. Those are attract. Strategies. Those are attract strategies that get me in front of someone else's audience. So, what happens next? Next, all the ads, all the Facebook lives, all the pitching, it all sends people in one direction. And usually that's going to be for me, my predictable profits masterclass three essential strategies to design a predictably profitable business. I'm sending all roads to that masterclass. If you've been in my world, you have heard of this masterclass. I send everybody in that direction. Once they have an opportunity to check out that masterclass, I'm gonna continue nurturing them with more great content. So I show up every week on my Facebook Live. I also am sending out a newsletter to let people know what we're talking about this week on Facebook Live, and we're nurturing people kind of with a few different strategies there. Now somebody did ask, where does social media fall? And I would say for the most part, social media is going to fall under the nurture category. People who know, like, and trust you are the ones who are seeing your social media updates. The exception for that is when you learn how to use social media to get in front of new audiences. So for example, my Instagram has been growing pretty quickly, I think. Um, I've been putting a little bit more time and effort behind my Instagram strategy. And what I notice is... If I am engaging on other people's Instagram and I'm using hashtags, I'm actually growing my following on Instagram pretty quickly. So Instagram is both attracting people into my business and nurturing people who already know, like and trust me. However, it's happening at a very slow pace. So social media tends to go for me, mostly under nurture, I find most people they might find me through a Facebook ad or an Instagram ad. But then we develop the relationship, they get to know me a little bit more just because I'm showing up under my nurture content through my show and my regular content for them. So once we've gone through nurture, and again, for me, it's my showing up every week on my show and my email, then I invite them to take the next step. So I invite them into sweet spot strategy, I invite them into the CEO accelerator or whatever I might be actively enrolling for. I make sure that every week I know what my goals are when it comes to inviting new clients to work with me. And this is really important because if you don't have a plan to invite new clients to work with you, then you're not getting the sales that you could be getting. You're not getting the clients that you really want. So I have to have a plan each week for what am I doing to invite those people into my business. Now at this point in my business, I will say some of these steps are pretty automated or simplified for me. So again, the nurture piece is something that's live. I'm showing up for it today right now. Um, The attract piece is a little bit more automated because I'm using Facebook ads. The engage piece is a little bit more automated because I've recorded a masterclass for you. The invite piece is a little more automated because that's a part of what happens once you join the masterclass. You're going to get an invitation to work with me. So the nurture piece is the part now that is my predominant focus. Now that I've built these engines and the other parts, I've kind of automated some of these pieces. I can spend more of my time doing this show, which is awesome. It does take a good amount of time and energy to do things like create checklists for you and show up live and you know, do my hair, put on some mascara for you every single week, but I absolutely love it. And the other thing that I make sure I have in my calendar every single week is what am I doing to delight my existing clients? So delight is a piece of the puzzle that I think a lot of people forget about, but I want you to remember that you may have amazing revenue available to you, not by going out and getting new clients, but by taking care of the clients you already have. So I find that simply because I show up for my clients, I answer questions for my clients. um, I have a weekly live Q&A for my Sweet Spot Strategy students. I make sure to continue to add value and to um, answer questions or share insights in whatever program they are in. Because of that, I will have clients who come in and purchase additional coaching with me or who continue from Sweet Spot Strategy to working with me in my mastermind, the CEO Accelerator. So over time, I'm not necessarily as focused on generating tons and tons and tons of new clients because I have opportunities for them to continue working with me again and again. So make sure you have your marketing strategies planned out every single week. And again, these shouldn't change dramatically week to week. I tend to have a focus for my marketing each month. And then when I sit down each week, it's more of, okay, how many people am I trying to get into that Um, masterclass this week. Um, How much am I spending on ads this week? How many people am I trying to get into the masterclass this week? What is the topic for this week's Facebook show? Um, Etc. How many people am I trying to get into it? It's more how am I making sure that this is continuing to work for me? So we've planned out quite a bit now. We've talked about your top three, those activities that are actually going to move the needle for you, that are going to make an impact in your business. They're likely going to be marketing, sales, or business development related. Okay, and we also talked about marketing so we talked about you need to know what your marketing strategies are in these different areas that you're focused on this week next is blocking time in your calendar this is so important and again if you followed me for a while you know I've talked about having a model calendar where I have very clear blocks of time in my calendar that I accomplish certain things so if you download if you type download and get the CEO checklist You'll also get the link in there to how I do my model calendar. But the goal of this is to block the most important things into your calendar. Otherwise, you know how it goes. You don't block things in. You say to yourself, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that Facebook Live today, but you don't actually schedule it. And suddenly you've gotten distracted. You've gotten distracted. You've been on Instagram stories all day watching things. And you don't get the most important things done. So on Mondays, I'm taking those top three and I'm taking those most important marketing activities and I'm actually blocking time in the calendar to make sure they get done that week because if they don't get done that week, I've not done the work that will move my business forward. This is so, I cannot emphasize enough how important it is to block these big important tasks into your calendar and treat those appointments Uh, treat those times like real appointments. The next thing I do is I update my project system. So for me, I use a project management tool called Asana. There are several others out there. You might use Trello, you might use Basecamp. You may not have a project management system quite yet, but as your business grows, beyond just you. As you have multiple projects going on and maybe you have um, multiple offers you're working on, it's really helpful to use a project management system. So every month, or not every month, every week, my team and I update this because we all are using this project management system to see where things are in process. So if I've just planned out what this week's content is going to be, I will go into Asana and tell my team, here's the topic for this week, and we have a checklist for each Facebook Live that we do or for each thing that we do so that everyone knows what's happening and and what's going on. And speaking of team, updating your team is so important. So I have a team meeting with my operations manager, Amber, every single week, every Monday, right after my CEO date. And that way I've written out on the side, As I've been checking in, as I've been doing these things, any questions I might have for her, she has a list of questions for me. We can kind of check in once. We don't have to really talk every single day during the week, which is really nice. And it's also great to make sure that you're updating your team if there's any new big projects you're working on. So one of the things that I love to do is I will actually record a little video for my team. I'll get on. I use a little program called Use Loom, L-O-O-M. Um, you'd have to google it. I'll look and see afterwards if I can find it and stick it in the comments for you. But it's a screen capture tool that allows me to literally just make a quick video for my team and then I can send it to them and just say, hey guys, here's what I'm working on. I'm working on the Facebook live show for the rest of the month. Here's the topics I'm thinking of. Here's what I would like to do. Here's the downloads I would like to have. Here's what I need your help with. And kind of giving them an update. I find, especially as your business grows, these last two steps Updating your project management tool and updating your team become more and more important because what tends to happen with us Entrepreneurs is we get excited and we get new fresh ideas And sometimes we forget to communicate those ideas with the people who are trying to help us and even before you have a team I use this as a reminder to myself to update my husband to update the babysitter to update anybody who is not just on team Rachel Cook, the business, but who's on team Rachel Cook, the human being, right? So I sit down with my husband every week and we talk about, okay, what's on your calendar? What times do you need the house to be absolutely silent so that you can do your Facebook live show? Do you have any appointments I need to be aware of? We talk about anything else that we need to do in order to support not just me, but him and the kids as well. So every week after my business CEO date, we kind of have a home CEO date as well, just to make sure that things continue to run as smoothly as they can. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you got a chance to download this CEO date checklist. I just shared with you a bit about what happens in my week to week CEO date. And if you download the checklist, I've also included how I do the yearly CEO date, how I do my quarterly CEO date, how I do my monthly CEO date. So kind of going from bigger picture all the way down to what you're doing week to week. This is a practice that, again, it has made such a huge difference in my business. It is the one that ensures that my business is pretty steady and consistent without any huge swings, highs or lows. And I have to tell you, that brings a lot of peace of mind when your business is really, really consistently bringing you those clients that you're looking for. So I hope this is helpful. I will pop back in to answer any comments you might have. But thanks so much for joining me. And next week, I can't wait to talk again. We're continuing on this theme of... How to run your business like a CEO. Next week I'm going to be sharing some more lessons I have learned in stepping into my role as a multiple six-figure CEO. Some of the challenges I've had to overcome in order to break through that six-figure to multiple six-figure mark and give you guys some insights into what we will be doing inside of the CEO Accelerator coming up later this year. So I can't wait to talk to you then and I hope you have a great week.